There we go. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. Good. This is Miss Kapow, and it's September 13th, 2020. Yes, it is. Today, we're going to do something a little different. We got a results of a survey that was done by Ligonier Ministries, mm-hmm. and that is R.C. Sproul's organization. And every two years, they partner up uh, with another organization, kind of like the Barna Group, but it's not the Barna Group. And they do this survey um, on believers and non-believers mm-hmm. to get a feel of, of Christianity and the church, uh, where people are thinking in their head in regard to doctrine, yeah. you know, things like that. So what's interesting is they do it so church leaders, pastors, ministry leaders can review the, the results and you can dive really deep into it also, yeah. uh, into this study. And you can see the good and the bad, mm-hmm. and then you can adjust your ministry according to the apostasy that's taking place, you know, to be honest with you, because there's a lot of bad. So when you see that people don't believe in the deity of Christ anymore, you need to adjust your ministry in the gospel or teaching who who Christ is to your, you know, congregation. Yeah. That, and that's that's really what it's designed for. So anyway, we thought it was really interesting. We think some of you may think it's interesting also. Uh, some of you may be bored to tears, and I can understand that. Um, but we're going to go ahead and go through some of it and yeah. um, and and see what we can discover. Is that cool? That's cool. All right. So. I want everyone to notice Brother Kapow's T-shirt. Mm. Look at that. Well, you got it for the birthday. Drummer. Drummer. One who beats things with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. That's you, darling. That is me. That is me. That is me. Okay. Kuchi, kuchi. So let me go to uh, share screen. Okay. And then uh, we'll get right on it, Miss Kapow. All right. Uh, did you already give the date? Yes, I did. Okay. Where was I? You were monitoring mm. stuff. <laughs> All right. I was monitoring stuff. Okay, I see you there. Do you see that screen, Miss Kapow? The state, yes, I do. The state of theology. See. What do Americans believe about God, salvation, ethics, and the Bible? Mm-hmm. Ligonier Ministries and Lifeway Research partner to find out. These are the fundamental convictions that shape our society. Here's what's interesting also. They do this every two years. And this one was done early March, I believe, before all the COVID stuff happened. Yes, that's true. Or it was completed early March. So these answers are reflecting pre-COVID thought processes. Mm-hmm. You can imagine what it's like now. <laughs> uh, after COVID, after civil unrest, uh, riots, burnings, fires, earthquakes, uh, floods, you can kind of imagine what it might be like now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's not better. It's worse. Pretty much tell you. Yeah. All right. So uh, I want to remind people, those that are listening to the podcast... You're going to hear the information, obviously, as we 
uh, read it to you on this study. Mm-hmm. Those who are watching on YouTube on our Kapow Cam videos, now you can find that on YouTube under our Fifth Hook Media YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So just type in Fifth Hook Media, F I F T H O O K Media, M E D I A, in YouTube. And you'll find our channel, and we have a playlist. We have several playlists, but one of them are um, one, one, of, one of them are <laughs> um, is Kapow Cam videos, and we put all our videos, the podcast, when we do a video like this, that you can see what we're doing in that playlist. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, and you can find it there. You can also find it really easy. I know I'm getting off topic here, but. You can also find it really easy if you go to fifthhookmedia.com. That's our website. And we have all the Kapow Cam videos there. They're uploaded there. You can also see our music project, Mesquite Cafe uh, music project, all the videos there, teaching. Our books are there, links to our books. Everything's there at fifthhookmedia.com. Go there. You can go to kapowradioshow.com and see these videos. So there's no, so many places. There's no excuse. <laughs> there's no excuse. So are you ready, Ms. Kapow? Yes, I am. Okay. So this is the state of theology, what Americans think about God, salvation, ethics, and the Bible. Um, so the first one is, <clears throat> what do Americans think about Jesus Christ? The Bible, truth, and ethics this survey provides insights. So every two years, they take the theological temperature of the United States to help Christians better understand today's culture and equip the church with better insights for discipleship. That's really what it's about. So here's some of the key findings. You can explore the data deeper if you were to go into study and get really uh, heavy. And the survey was completed in early March as concern related to COVID-19 began to rise. Ain't that something? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sure some of these answers would change now, too, Mm. uh, for the worse. Who is Jesus, Ms. Kapow? Says the identity of Jesus of Nazareth has been a source of controversy through the centuries. He personally claimed to be the Son of God and equal with God. And then we have some scriptures that I will be reading. And that is why his enemies sought his death. Death. Okay. What I'm going to need you to do, Papa, Uh is uh, the very first one is Matthew 27, correct? Yeah. And it says, I don't have this. Matthew 27. Hold on a second. Matthew 1127 is the first one. So, you eleven twenty seven. Yeah. Okay. It says here, my father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the son except the father, and no one truly knows the father except the son, and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. And the next one is Mark fourteen sixty one through sixty five. And that reads, but Jesus was silent and made no reply. Then the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? And Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror and said, Why do we need other witnesses? You have all heard his blasphemy. 
What is your verdict? Guilty, they all cried. He deserves to die. Then some of them began to spit at him, and they blindfolded him and beat him with their fists. Prophesy to us, they jeered, and the guards slapped him as they took him away. And then the last scripture is found in John 10.33. says, They replied, We're stoning you not for any good work, but for blasphemy. You're a mere man claiming to, claiming to be God. So it's pretty clear in the Gospels that talk about the Lord Jesus Christ, who he is. He's the Son of God. He's God made flesh. In fact, it's so essential that you know who Christ is that you cannot be saved. You cannot be redeemed. You cannot be reconciled to the Father without understanding your belief into the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what makes this first question so dramatically Vital. Yeah, vital. We use the term Christian. Well, Christian, if you're going to be a follower of Christ, if you're going to be a follower of the way, you need to know who Christ is. You, you need to know who you believe in. That's right. It's, it's essential to salvation. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty shocking. The Bible and the historic creeds of the Christian church plainly declare that Jesus Christ is truly God and truly man. Mm-hmm. But critics has often have said that Jesus was a great teacher and nothing more. The State of Theology survey now reveals that a majority of adults in the United States hold this view. You get it? The majority of, of people mm-hmm. think that Jesus had no deity. Yes. However, if Jesus' claim to be God is false, then he was either delusional or deceptive. But he could not have been a great teacher. Wow. And then um, it says here, Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. And the finding is that 52% agree with this statement and 36% disagree. So over half of the people in this good old USA believe that Jesus was just a great teacher, but not God. Yeah. He had no deity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty... That's Fuji. Yeah, that's pretty heavy. There we go, right here. Wow. Mm. Right here. They agree with the statement. 52% agreed. Nasty. So, now historically, evangelicals right, mm-hmm. have affirmed the authority of the Bible and salvation by Jesus Christ. Okey-doke. The Bible testifies often to the deity of Christ. He is God Amen. incarnate. He's the word made flesh, right? And we'll read those scriptures. Get mm-hmm. ready for that, Ms. Kapow. You betcha. It may be unsurprising that the majority of the U.S. population rejects the deity of Christ. And it is. It doesn't shock me. But now, check this out, Kapow listeners and Kapow Cam watchers. But now, almost a third of evangelicals, a third, agree that he was merely a great teacher. Wow. Folks, statement number seven is Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. The response is either strongly agree, somewhat agree, you're not sure, somewhat agree or strongly agree. Okay, mm-hmm. and these are evangelicals, claim people that claim to be Christians. Yep, 
The majority of them disagreed that he was just a great teacher and he was God, 62%. But 26%, almost a third, agreed. These are evangelicals, not unbelievers. Agreed that he was a great teacher, but not was God, was not God. See, oh, that's scary. Well, you can't be saved. See, these you're, you could call yourself an evangelical. You can call yourself a Christian, but you're not. You're you're. I don't know what you're. You're just a religious fool. You you don't you don't know the <laughs> you don't know the gospel, the basic tenets of who Christ was to even be a follower of him. So you're just a religious fool following your just your empty religion of churchianity or whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a big high number. That's um, that's that's disturbing. It is disturbing. Right here. Mm-hmm. So it's very disturbing. Because they claim to be evangelicals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, um, the scripture, the first one was is uh, found in John 1, 1 that says, In the beginning the Word already existed, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then John eight fifty eight says, Jesus answers, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was even born, I am. At that point, they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus was hidden from them and left the temple. Mm. That was 59, but oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Romans 9, 5, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are all are, are their ancestors, and Christ himself was an Israelite as far as his human nature is concerned, and he is God the one who rules over everything and is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. And then uh, Hebrews 1, 1 through 5. Well, are you? Here you are. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. The son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is greater than their names. Wow. Sorry, evangelical wannabes. There it is. Jesus is God. <clears throat> and you have to know that for for salvation. I mean, it's, it's a basic thing. So we could actually end the whole study right here. <laughs> okay. So these results suggest a significant need for Christians. And and for, for me, I take it a step further. They're not Christian. How can you be a Christ follower? How can you be a Christian if you don't believe who he is? So I think Ligonier is being very generous in this statement. But they say... These results suggested a significant need for Christians to be taught Christology. It's ridiculous. Um, the doctrine of the nature and identity of Jesus Christ. Uh, the Ligonier statement on Christology has been formulated to articulate the biblical teaching on the personal work of Christ with accuracy and simplicity. Uh, what it is are these people who think they're saved and they're just doing religion need to be taught about Christ so they can get saved. Mm-hmm. They need to hear the gospel. They've been sitting in church or whatever they're doing. 
and um, they need to hear the gospel. God's plan of salvation, Ms. Kapow, what does that say? It says, at the heart of the Christian gospel is the declaration that God saves sinners from judgment through his son, Jesus Christ. Moreover, he saves people according to his sovereign purpose and design. The Bible teaches that God decided who would be saved before he even created the world. And then I'll read those scriptures. Mm -hmm. But this view, which tends to humble man and exalt God, is widely rejected by the U.S. population. Mm -hmm. And the statement is, God chose the people he would save before he created the world. And the finding is that 26% agree and 50% disagree. Well, these are people in the world, so they disagree that Christ has saved people according to God's sovereign purpose and design, who knew from the very foundation of the earth who would be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Uh, and, and they're absolutely right. What it is, it's the... Um, that humanism, that the human being is so elevated mm -hmm. uh, that they can't see the depravity of mankind and the sovereignty of God, that we are nothing but God's creation. And uh, that's, you know, it, it, we've been taught, plus we live in a very selfie generation. That's right. And so this is, it, it doesn't quite click with with the majority of people that there's a sovereign God, there's a, there's a creator God that's in charge of everything. Mm -hmm. even their salvation. All right, you have some scriptures. The scriptures, uh, we'll start with Romans 9.23 that says, He does this to make the riches of his glory shine even brighter on those to whom he shows mercy, who were prepared in advance for glory. Ephesians 1.4 says, Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Titus 1-2 says, This truth gives them confidence that they have eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised them before the world began. Amen. Amen. So the sovereignty of God in salvation is not rejected merely by the American population at large. Only a minority of U.S. evangelicals agree with this biblical doctrine. Ugh showing that the influence of Arminian theology remains strong in American evangelical churches. This is one negative consequence is the undermining of Christian assurance of salvation. Uh, people don't, they think they could lose their salvation every time they, you know, slip up or trip or fall. They don't understand the grace of God through the grace of Christ, the grace of salvation. And, um, <laughs> so anyway, you, you, you're having some issues with this. Now, evangelicals, here's the question. Uh, God chose the people he would save before he created the world. Agree or disagree? Well, 38% agree and 44% disagree. So the vast majority of evangelicals disagree with that statement that God chose the people he would save before he created the world. So predestination, election, preordination is something that they're um, strongly disagreeing with. All right? All right. Learning about God. 
says here that theology is the study of God. And America's increasingly secular culture often gives the impression that studying the truth of God is no longer relevant and should be confined to the ivory towers of academia. But a large majority of U.S. adults disagree. While many people deny basic tenets of the Christian faith, it may be the case that they still desire to have some understanding of who God is, even if it is their own self-constructed theology, apart from biblical revelation, particularly with the fears and concerns occasioned by COVID-19, people may now be giving more thought to ultimate matters of eternal significance. And um, the statement is, learning about theology is for pastors and scholars only. Uh, the finding is that 15% agree and 75% disagree. Now, also, when you know, I was reading about um, uh, the... the um, the basic tenets of Christianity and mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. That also stems um, back in the day with Rob Bell, where he taught that truth was very subjective. Yeah. That know? truth is just uh, relative. Mm -hmm. Whatever you, f it's, it's, it's truth if it's your truth. Mm -hmm. uh, that's because the standard of God's word has been sidelined. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of going with the truth of God's word. So this particular statement here, learning, and this is to unbelievers, learning about theology is for pastors and scholars only. 75% disagreed with that. So that's that's pretty good. That's mm -hmm. actually good news. Um, and bad news for pastors and scholars. Sorry, guys. Um, the world don't think you have uh, the line on spiritual knowledge anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and it could be bad news for that, too. It, it doesn't mean that they are going out and studying theology on their own. It just means that they're not listening to pastors and scholars anymore. And why should they? Look what's out there. Look at the clowns that are out there, the clown church, the, the crazy money preachers, the, the apostolic reformation nut buckets. I mean, look at these guys. Yeah. It reminds me of the Catholic Church, you know, where they they tell they tell their congregants that uh, <laughs> the Bible is only for them, yeah, and not for the the rest of the people. Yeah. So that that's good news, and it could be bad news depending on uh, where you're at. Mm -hmm. An even greater majority of the U.S. evangelicals affirms that theology is not exclusively the task of specialists and ministers, but a calling on all of our lives. So learning about theology is for pastors and scholars only. The finding is 10% um, agree and 85% disagree. So that is that is good news. That's good news that evangelicals, even though they don't, a lot of them don't believe in the deity of Christ... <laughs> you know, or that, or pre-election or pre-ordination or that it, that God is sovereign and that he, he knows everything since the foundation of the earth. They do believe that learning about theology is not just for pastors and scholars. Um, and, and once again, it's probably due to their uh, rejection of a lot of these uh, guys now. Uh, there's no, the, the respect is gone, right? Mm -hmm. It certainly is for me. I, I, I can almost say I respect no one anymore. Um, so although a significant percentage of the U.S. population concedes 
that the knowledge of God has a place in their lives of everyday people, our survey data suggests a great need for teaching that is grounded in the historic Christian faith and based on the truth of the Bible. All right? Mm-hmm. And here we have the um, United States adults, their trends. The State of Theology survey has been conducted every two years since our first U.S. survey in 2014. Over the past six years, a number of noteworthy trends have emerged in our findings, revealing a profound unfamiliarity with core teachings of Christian orthodoxy and a confusion about the objective nature of truth. Mm. The Bible... The most consistent and concerning trend is the increasing rejection of the literal truth of Scripture among the U.S. population. The inspiration and inherency of Scripture is clear from the Bible itself, and those Scriptures I will read, and is confirmed by the historic Reformed confessions of the 16th and 17th centuries. It says, The Bible, like all sacred writings, contains helpful accounts of ancient myths, but is not literally true. Wow. That's um, the statement. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and in 2014, 41% agreed with that. In 2016, 44% agreed. 2018, 47% agreed. And now in 2020, 48% wow. agree. So it just keeps climbing and climbing uh, that the Bible, like all sacred writings, contains helpful accounts of ancient myths, but it's not literally true. So in this year, 2020, 48, almost half the population surveyed agree with that statement, that the Bible is not literally true. That's why you have people that don't believe in the deity of Christ or who, who, who Christ is as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's some heavy, 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 heavy stuff. Heavy, heavy stuff. Uh, here's the truth. Oh, I have to read the scriptures. Hello. Oh, <laughs> oh you. Like, I know there was something I was supposed to do. Oh. Let's see here. Proverbs 35, oh, verse 5. Every word of God proves true. And then the next one is uh, 2 Timothy 3.16. Yeah. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. And the second, the other scripture is 2 Peter 2.19. Uh, yeah, it's 2 Peter 1.19-21. Ah, 2 Peter 1. Yeah. 19 through 21. Okay, I'll have to go to Second Peter 1, 19. Because of that experience, we have greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. And this is one that um, Peter was talking about, um, seeing Jesus in the transfiguration. Oh, Okay. And the, um, and the voice of God said to him, this is my dearly beloved son mm. who brings me great joy. We ourselves heard that the voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the mes- message proclaimed by the prophets. 
You must pay close attention to what they wrote, for their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and Christ the morning star shines in your heart. Um, above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. I remember when um, I had read this Scripture a while back and... I was so impressed about Peter saying that even though they experienced it with their eyes and, you know, their senses, right, they still emphasized the word that was um, spoken through the prophets that were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And remember the scripture that says that God even holds his word above his own name. That's how important scripture is. Yeah. And you bring up such a good point there with Peter. I mean, here, he's talking about the transfiguration. You know, Christ is uh, transfigured. Moses is there. Um, You know, Elijah's there. I mean, it's it's a heavy-duty deal. And he's saying, I'm not basing what I'm telling you on that. Mm -hmm. I'm basing it on the prophets and the Psalms and the Torah and all that Old Testament law, everything that pointed to who Christ was. Amen. Amen? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we move here to the truth. Ah, truth. A majority of U.S. adults assume that all truth is relative. Mm. More than half of respondents to the State of Theology survey say that religious belief is not about objective reality, this is that subjective uh, yeah. truth thing from is, Rob Bell. This is Rob Bell stuff. However, yeah. fewer people express this view in 2020 than in 2018. Well, that's good. It isn't clear why this is the case, but it may be that um, our chaotic culture moment has prompted more people to turn to religion for objective truth. Excellent. That's actually a good trend. Exactly. The, and the statement is religious belief is a matter of personal opinion. It is not about objective truth. In 2018, 60% agreed about that, but in 2020, only 54. So that that went down. Yeah. That's that's actually... That's, uh, that's really good to see. That's good. And it, like they said, it may be that our chaotic cultural moment has prompted more people to turn to religion for objective truth. I think that's probably somewhat true. Plus, um, like I said, all the crazies out there have have really turned off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, all the preachers out there um, that just go sideways all yeah. the time with stupid crap have just turned off the world uh, mm-hmm. against cultural Christianity. And, and this next some more. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Excuse me. The next one is U.S. evangelicals, the trends. While evangelicals tend to express great concern for the gospel, trends in our findings reveal that many evangelicals also express erroneous views that mirror the the broader U.S. population. A substantial minority of evangelicals deny the deity of Jesus Christ, noted above. Wow. And many U.S. evangelicals exhibit confusion over who takes the initiative in God's salvation of sinners. Mm -hmm. The latest survey shows a decline in the number of professing evangelicals who have an accurate understanding of the Holy Spirit's work in salvation. In, 26, in 2016, 62 agreed oh, to read this, this statement. statement. Read I was the statement. supposed to do that, link. 
The statement, the Holy Spirit gives a spiritual new birth or new life before a person has faith in Jesus Christ. 2016, uh, 62 agreed with that. In 2018, 63% agreed with that. And in 2020, only 57% agree with that. So we're seeing some trends here and the understanding of the Holy Spirit's yeah. work. See, no, nobody can come to the Father except the Spirit draws that person. Mm-hmm. Okay. People just don't wake up one day and go, I'm going to seek God. Other trends among U.S. evangelicals are more encouraging. Responses to other statements may show a growing acceptance of the authority and trustworthiness of the Bible among evangelical questions. Now, that's good. Since God is the perfect author and creation of Scripture, there can be no conflict between the Bible and science. So the question is, modern science disproves the Bible. Yep. In 2018, 25% agreed with this statement. And in 2020, 17% agree with this statement. So that is that went down significantly. Yeah, um, half. Yeah, modern science disproves the Bible. I, once again, I keep going back to the distrust factor. And more and more people, I think especially the younger generation, the millennials and stuff, are seeing right through a lot of the crap. And they're going, mm, you know... I mean, that's why you got this, you got a big, uh, and I'm not talking the Flat Earth Society, but I'm talking about people who really uh, see the cosmology different as a flattish plane of the earth rather than the round spinning uh, globe that we, we were all taught in school. I mean, a lot of these people are, are breaking out of what they were taught and going, reality isn't, that's not what it, what it is. Um, plus all the phony <laughs> space exploration and NASA and, you know, all these things are, are cause, they d- just cause the younger generation to question, whereas older generations uh, simply accepted a lot of things, especially with the government. Mm-hmm. You know, the government said they're going to take care of you. The government was going to do that. You, they, you know, our parents believe that, you know, our parents <laughs> trusted, you know, their government, um, yeah. you know, our, our generation and, and the low certainly don't. And they have a lot more reason to not yeah exactly trust. Well, there's a lot more um, information out than what our parents had. Mm-hmm. You know? Another positive trend among U.S. evangelicals is falling support for the idea that people are good by nature, mm-hmm. an idea that cannot be reconciled with the emphatic teaching of the Bible that all people are sinners in need of salvation, and that's in Romans three twenty three. In twenty oh the. The uh, statement is, everyone sins a little, but most people are good by nature. The finding is in 2016, 54% agreed with this statement. In 2018, 52% agreed with this statement. But in 2020, 46% agreed with this statement. So that's another good trend to see. Yeah. Uh, and, and once again, it's, it's, it's probably due to people going... People aren't good. <laughs> they are depraved by nature. There's, mm-hmm. there's nothing good in any of us. Nope. And you, you have a scripture here, Romans 3.23. Yeah, that's, uh, let me see if I, 
it's that it says right here that all people are sinners and need oh, salvation. Oh. Well, look at that. Look at them <laughs> taking away your your job. I know. Okay. Although more professing evangelicals seem to be embracing a biblical understanding of sin, there has been an alarming decrease in the percentage of those who express clear views on how sinful man can be justified in the sight of God. Given the centrality of this doctrine in the Bible, these results reinforce the need for clear teaching about the gospel and the doctrine of justification in local churches. So you see what these 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 study is is doing. Have you noticed? <clears throat> it's saying we need clear teaching about the deity of Christ. We need clear teaching about God's sovereignty. Now we need clear teaching about the Bible. We need clear teaching about how is one justified before God. Have you noticed none of the study is, well, we need more rock and roll in the church. Mm -hmm. We need more spoke bombs. We need more gimmicks. We need more T-shirts. We need more hipster pastors. We need more Birkenstock wearing, you know what I mean? Yeah. All of this is about teaching your flock, your congregation, those people who listen to you, correct doctrine. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. What this is about. We, we got to get back to biblical doctrine if we're ever going to uh, pull ourselves out of this pit that Christianity is into today. Right. The statement says that God counts a person as righteous not because of one's work works, but only because of one's faith in Jesus Christ. In twenty eighteen, ninety one percent agreed with this statement. Ooh. Then in 2020, it went down to 84%. Wow. Wow. So. (laughs) That's not good. No. That um, your salvation is due. You have anything to do with anything. Scripture teaches that there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 2.5. But in recent decades, it has been popular to claim that adherents of various religions all worship the same God, even if that worship is not offered through Jesus Christ. Yeah. And 1 Timothy 2.5 reads, For there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. Yes. So while the 2020 State of Theology survey reveals an improving understanding of evangelicals in this area, nearly half of professing evangelical Christians still affirm some notion of religious pluralism. Religious pluralism. Here's the statement, Ms. Kapow. God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And the finding is that in 2016, 48% agreed with this statement. 2018, 51% agreed with this statement. But in 2020, 42% agreed with this statement. So in 2018, a lot of people believed that uh, God accepted all religions. Yeah. And then it went down to 42% this year. So this, that's good. Yeah, it, it, um, okay, what, you know, me being Mr. Negative, let me throw what I think. I think a lot of it is because they're, 
they don't believe in God anyway. Mm, okay. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't believe in a real living God anyway. So what what religion does it the batters? But that you know that's that's me. I don't see the glass half full, and I don't see the glass half empty. My question is, why is there a stupid glass? Who, who brought the glass in? That's that's my thing. Okay. The unbiblical concept of relative truth, and, and Ms. Kapow's right. Rob Bell preached this. These these uh, emergent church clowns <coughs> preach this stuff. It's it's how you how you feel. How it's all about love and feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not about biblical understanding and solid truth. Um, it's like Ms. Kapow and I were talking today about the race that God sets before us, that we are our prize, our goal is Jesus Christ. That's right. And we can't go sideways with all this stuff. We got to stay at, in the race that God himself has set before us yeah. in this prison planet. This, that's, that's the suffering, the trials and tribulation we go through uh, to get that prize. And so we shake our weary hands and we buckle up our knees and we keep going. Uh, but these these new age emergent church charlatans have come and taught a different truth, a different gospel. They preach a different Jesus. They preach a Jesus. Now, it's a good time to do a, a, a commercial. It's a good time to do a commercial because we have a book called Eyes to See Unseen Enemies yep. that we wrote and it's about this. It's about the foundation of the the Christian church being based on paganism and hedonism and a false Christ and false doctrines. And that your enemies aren't the ones that are, oh, look at there's Muslims. Oh, there's, your enemies are within. Mm-hmm. And so it's a good book to get. Uh, while you're there, there's another smaller book called Blasphemy of Christianity. I'm sorry. It's called Christianity of Blasphemy. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the title of my own, you know, our own books are. <laughs> Christianity of Blasphemy, and it, it's a, it's a, it's along the same lines um, because it's about the Gnostic lie, uh, the Gnostic lie from the beginning of the Garden. Has God said? Mm-hmm. And it's questioning God's word. It's, those are two good books. <clears throat> if you kind of want to understand a little bit more about the spiritual aspect of what's going on in the church. You know, and of course, while you're there, you pick up our flagship book, Demons in Our Marriage Bed, which is our testimony about how Linda messed up and screwed up all our lives (laughs) (laughs) and uh, how I was really good. And um, I brought her back Mm -hmm. because of my goodness. That's right. Um, No, it's it's our testimony. And uh, it's pretty... It's pretty harrowing, and we, we got very demonized, and we had a lot of problems and a lot of hauntings. And uh, But the second part of the book is a training manual on spiritual warfare, and it, we talk about how we were, over, we were able to overcome that through our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb, and, and not just heal the marriage, but actually... Gave us a new one. God gave us a new one, mm-hmm. right? Um, God is in the um, making all things new business. Yeah. So there's a couple of books you can get there. You go to Amazon and get all this stuff, ebook and paperback on Amazon. You go to fifthhookmedia.com if you want to read uh, more about it or whatever. So, okay, end of okay. commercial. 
into commercial. Here we go, Ms. Capel. The unbiblical concept of relative truth has influenced every sphere of life in the U.S., including the ethical issues that continue to be at the forefront of public debate. In 2020, a large percentage of U.S. evangelicals reject the arguments of gender fluidity. Mm-hmm. And this has been trending in a positive direction. Yet it remains concerning that one in five evangelicals still appears to reject the Bible's teaching that our gender as male or female is given by God, our creator, and that's found in Genesis 1.27. The statement says, gender identity is a matter of choice. In 2016, 32% agreed with that. In 2018, 30% agreed with that. And then in 2020, only 22% agree with that. These are evangelicals. Um, which it should be zero percent. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you know, twenty-two percent is is not acceptable. But see, we have false teachers now and false pastors, hirelings. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's unacceptable. Um, that's still too high. Unacceptable. Uh, here's the deal, too. It's you know maybe it's going down. Maybe this number's going down because people are just getting sick and tired of the nonsense. Mm-hmm. And it's just pure nonsense. As these ethical discussions and other social issues are featured prominently in political discourse, this raises the question of how Christians should be involved in politics. In this U.S. presidential election year, evangelicals express strong support for the freedom of Christians to join the debate. And the statement is, Christians should be silent on issues of politics. And only 16% agree with that. So vast majority of people believe they should be involved in the politics and, and um, doing stuff. Now, you know, I think, um, yeah, if you're just going to sit around and uh, do nothing, uh, then, you know, you really can't complain a whole lot. And even, you know, God had told Israel when they went to Babylon to, uh, to pray for their uh, Babylonian captors and pray that for the peace of Babylon so that they could prosper and do well. Mm-hmm. And so when God brought them out, that they would not be destroyed. In other words, if you went in there and you you tried to rebel against the Babylonians and try to escape and fight them, they're going to destroy you and there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, and of course, you got Romans 13 also uh, in Second uh, Peter about uh, the governing authorities and things like that. So you should be involved in that in that perspective. Um, you should not be rebelling against them uh, based on your own whims, though. That's right. Uh, let's see. Says, Evangelicals were defined by Lifeway Research as people who strongly agreed with the following four statements. The Bible is the highest authority for what I believe. It is very important for me personally to encourage non-Christians to trust Jesus Christ as their Savior. And Jesus Christ's death on the cross is the only only sacrifice that could remove the penalty of my sin. And only those who trust in Jesus Christ alone as their Savior receive God's free gift of eternal salvation. This is, this is so interesting because by this definition that evangelicals were defined by these definitions, these statements, that the Bible is the highest authority for what I believe— then how could you have any percentage at all where people are doubting uh, that, the deity of Christ? Yeah, the deity of Christ or the truthfulness of all Scripture. 
Uh, they say it's very important for me personally to encourage non-Christians to trust Jesus as their Savior. How can you do that when you don't believe Christ is more than a good teacher? Mm-hmm. Or Jesus Christ's death on the cross is the only sacrifice that could remove the penalty of my sin, but yet he's just a good teacher. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 kind of confusing. People are confusing. Um. Uh, only those who trusted Jesus alone as their Savior received God's free gift of salvation. Yet some of them believed uh, there was other religions and other paths that could lead to God too. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, this particular study goes into deep, deep uh, detail if you were to explore it in more detail. But um, we're, for time purposes and for this show, we're just kind of covering the basics. Yeah, this... T- this uh um, portion is the key findings. Yeah. And then to go deeper into it, they have what's called the data explorer. Yes. And it has like 35 this. different um, uh, captions. Yes. It's, and, um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I'll show you that in a second. Let's read the conclusion and then we'll, I'll show them the, the data explorer and okay. then kind of see what that's all about. The 2020 State of Theology survey reveals widespread confusion in the United States about the Bible's teaching. While the American population in general appears to be drifting away from accepting the truth, claims of the Christian faith, the growing and imminent health and social concerns at the time of this survey in March 2020 may be partly responsible for leading some to reconsider their views. Evangelicals, while exhibiting some hopeful movement in the direction of biblical fidelity, also seem to be influenced by the culture's mm. uncertainty about what truth is, mm. who Jesus is, and how sinners are saved. These results reveal an urgent need for biblical, for clear biblical teaching on the person of Christ, the gospel of grace, and the way that, that the truth of God informs our ethical decisions in everyday life. There is much work to be done in this age of confusion, but we hope the findings of this survey will serve the church in its calling to reach more people with the faithful proclamation of God's word. Yeah, and you could um, you could go back to uh, our you know recent shows here that we've done over the last several months where we talk about the simple gospel of God. That's exactly what Miss Kapow and I have been doing. Even in the Book of Revelation, our study of the Book of Revelation wasn't this sexy apocalyptic. Here's the Antichrist. Ah! and all the beasts. It wasn't that. It was all about Jesus Christ. It was all about the grace of God and um, him urging these these churches to get it together before Judgment Day. You know, it was about the grace. Uh, We talk about the gospel of God. We went through, I think we stopped at chapter 12 or 13 in in the gospel of John. Mm-hmm. about the simple gospel of God. Now, we could keep going on, but it's it's just, it's the same. It's all there. It doesn't change. And you can go through any gospel. You can go through all the Pauline writings, and you're going to find uh, the simple gospel of God there. You believe in the Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. You got to believe who he is, that he was God sent for your remission of your sins, to reconcile you to himself. So... Um, that's exactly what we've been doing. We've been trying to teach whoever will listen to the Kapow radio show, either on podcast or Kapow cams. We've been trying to teach those who may not know or those who do know, reiterate the simplicity of, of these basic doctrines of our faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have really gotten away from the sexy, you know, giants, Nephilim, 
hollow earth, flat earth. You know, we got away from a, a lot of the sexy stuff that was fun to talk about and fun to explore, you know, uh, even demonology, you know, was 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 interesting. You know, the origin of demons and how they operate, and Satan, and you know, that's it's it's interesting to explore. But I think at the time that we're we're in, in these very last hours that we're in, what's important is, is is as a church, the real church, to get back to the basics. Yeah, the body of Christ. Yeah, our foundation. Yeah, because everything else flows from that. Mm-hmm. Let me um, let me let me open this a data explore while we have it here, and I'll just show the um, uh, the 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 the, the Kapow Cam people. You people listening can't see this, uh, but here you can see how it drills down. Has all the filters. Uh, you can filter it by age. Uh, how many people, 18 to 34, <laughs> you know, uh, answered this question, God is a perfect being and cannot make a mistake? Um, 50% agreed um, here uh, at age 18 to 34. That's um, great. Yeah. People who were 35 to 49, uh, 55%. So that's pretty good. How about old people, 65 and over? Uh, good whack. Good whack, 50%. So, you know... It, you can drill really deep in here, gender. Um, well, let's pick another uh, true or false here, see? Let's pick another qu- question. It's kind of hard because I, I got Kapow people here. There is one true God. Let's see. Let's pick this. There's one true God in three persons, uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. True or false? So true. let's see what let's see what males said. Fifty percent of them agreed with that. Oh, good, hallelujah! Um, and how about females? Uh, yeah, fifty through fifty-five percent of them agreed with that. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of a, that's kind of stupid to break it down to gender. For me, just do that. But you can. Uh, here's religion. Um, oh, how about religion in the West? Forty-six uh, percent agreed with that statement. How about religion in the South? Fifty-three. Religion in wow. the Midwest, 54. Let me get rid of those bonifers. Yeah, pretty good there. And uh, religion in the Northeast, 48. So it kinda, <laughs> it's kind of neat. Um, here's the density of over cities, how small, less rural areas, um, how they believe, education. Uh, so if you're a pastor or a, a minister or a teacher, look at income. Uh, are you in evangelicals or people that are just interested in, in you know, uh, sharing the gospel? Yes. Yeah. This stuff is really good to uh, to know. Yeah. Uh, people who made a hundred grand or more per year answered fifty three percent of the time um, that um, that they agree that God is three persons in one. Yeah. Now let's see. People who made less than twenty five grand a year. Fifty-five uh, percent. So across almost, you know, across the board, people are people. Marital status, es- ethnicity, um, affiliation, evangelical, Black, Protestant, mainland, Roman Catholic, others. Attendance several times a week. Not sure, barely. All that's going to make a difference on, uh, you know, how people answer. So anyway, I just wanted to show you that 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 data explore. And, um, you know, what you, what you could do with that. That's my dog's going crazy. Somebody's <laughs> at the door, and it's probably Amazon bringing me 
gifts, presents. Yes, yes. yes presents yes. as they should. Um, do you have anything you would like to add, Ms. Capel? Uh, no, because I'm distracted by the dog. I know, I know. Um, I think we're at the end anyway. 55 minutes into the show, I think we're there. But it is important to be Christ-centered, um, especially now. And when Brother Kampal was talking about, um, you know, staying on track, that was found in Hebrews 11. Uh, 12. 12. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really important to uh, to be... And it's God's like track, that. not our track. God sets the, the race before us. Mm-hmm. And the race... The, the, the prize is Christ Jesus. Yes, yes. Who uh, suffered and endured the shame of the cross, and he disregarded that shame for his goal, for mm-hmm. his rights to be seated with the Father. Yeah. And so that's our example, and that's our goal, that we suffer the shame and the, the, the junk down here, and we disregard it because we're, we're staying focused. That chapter also deals with a lot of discipline, that God disciplines his children. So if you're going to go sideways or go off the track, um, it's not like, you know, he's going to just whack you and throw you into hell. He, he disciplines you to get you back in the race. So whatever that might entail, depending on, on the person and your hard-headedness, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So as long as we, t- we stay focused and, um, and keep our mind on Christ and stuff, we don't really have to worry about you know, a lot of uh, discipline and whacking in that way, you know. That's right. Uh, because we're not we're not sideways. But we're his children, and he loves us, and he's we belong to him. We've been redeemed, so he's not going to lose us. <laughs> you know, he's not going to let uh, the devil just go ahead and take us. All right? All right. That's it. Ciao, babies. Good night. Good night.